every other religion that they looked at, the people were on a quest. They were on a search trying to find God. They were trying to find inner peace or nirvana or enlightenment. But it was all about people searching after God. But the thing that stuck out to him was the fact that Christianity, the God that we serve, it's the opposite. He comes looking for us. He comes chasing after us. Um, and as we were having this um, conversation, he was talking to me about, you know, like some religions believe in karma, you know, you work really hard and do your best um, and hope that your good deeds add up to you coming back in the next life as maybe a millionaire or a princess or something like that, you know, trying to keep those positive energy. But the thing is, in, in about, about Christianity, you don't have to go looking anywhere for God. You don't have to face a certain direction to pray for God to hear your prayers. You don't have to get into a particular position, you know, physically for God to hear your prayers. He's not hiding somewhere waiting for you to find him. You know, our God is the only God. He's the only real God, full stop. We could end it right there. But he's the only God that comes to find us. In fact, the entire Bible from beginning to end, it's just one long story of over hundreds of years where God is just constantly chasing after his people, pursuing them, seeking relationship with them, making a way when stuff got in the way reaching into the darkness to rescue us from the hopelessness of our own sin. You know, right from the very beginning in Genesis, in the garden, when everything was good, but then man decided to disobey God, and then sin came and ruined everything, separating us from our perfect God. God just kept pursuing and pursuing and chasing and chasing us, always making a way for people to fellowship with him. First through the sacrifices and the rituals that were performed in the Old Testament, all the way to the New Testament, when he sent his very own son, as we know, to become the ultimate sacrifice, to pave the way for us to be able to enter into the presence of God. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we have a God like that. Aren't you grateful? Aren't you amazed that... There is a God who loves us so much. He stopped at nothing to bridge the gap that was between us because of our sin. And so I'm always amazed, and sometimes I get quite overwhelmed when I think of what God has done for you and for me. But you know, the gospel, it's good news, right? And it's just the good news that we needed. You know, um, but we can't fully appreciate the good news until we understand the bad news. You know, I was thinking of that Billy T joke. I always like bring it up because I think it's so funny. I hope you find it funny too. Remember that joke? Um, the doctor comes in and he says, oh, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is you've got 24 hours to live. What? That's good news. Oh yeah, sorry, the bad news is I was supposed to tell you yesterday. And then he goes, <laughs> anyway. But Ephesians 2, I believe, paints the picture perfectly. And it says, as for you, that word you, it's actually a plural. It's all of us he's talking to. 
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of air, which is Satan, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. That's the bad news. By nature, we're all, we're all sinners, right? So basically, we're all dead. We're stuffed. Now what? Thank God that it doesn't end there. Because the next verse says, but God. Praise the Lord that there's a but God. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And just skipping up to verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It's the gift from God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So that's the bad news, you know. Because of our sin, you're dead. Bang, bang, I'm dead. But the good news is, but God. Like the greatest superhero of all time, he chased me down. He chased you down with his relentless love and made a way and saved me. I have been saved. You have been saved by grace through faith. You know, and this is not something new, right? This is all, this is all stuff we have heard before. This is stuff we talk about all the time. But when you really think about it, the impossible, the unthinkable was accomplished by God. You know, and I'd like to encourage, you know, we were talking before during worship about not knowing what situations everyone is in. You know, some of you may be going through um, certain things. But I'd like to encourage any of us who are struggling through some stuff, maybe bad news or maybe a situation that seems impossible right now. Think about this. Think about the gospel you can't get into more of an impossible situation than being dead. And just remember, family, that there was a but God. The Bible says that we were dead, but God interrupted. God intervened. Colossians 1, verse 22 says, Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. We can stand before him without a single fault, not because of anything we did right, but because he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ. He did it. I did nothing, not by my works. You know, other religions, they're constantly asking themselves, oh man, I hope I've done enough. You know, am I with my own strengths, my own abilities, and my own accomplishments? I hope they're good enough. Sorry to say, not even close. None of us can come even close to being good enough. But God made a way. And through Jesus and what he did, what he did is enough. You know, the Bible describes God in many ways, but one of the ways that the Bible describes God is as a warrior. Um, I love 
action movies. You know, I love it when the good guy is... You know, I don't like the um, movies. I think I've told you guys before. When the movies, when the good guy nearly loses, but then wins it, you know, then kind of like through, you know, Pinky's swoosh technique or something, he finally saves himself. You know, I like the movies when the good guy just easily defeats the bad guy. And, you know, the Bible describes God as a warrior. It describes him as the Lord of hosts, triumphant in battle. You know, he is our hero. In the mighty power of his holy, of his, holy his warrior spirit, he defeated the darkness and he rescued us. He fought for us and he chased us down and gave everything so that we could have life and victory in him. You know, here at Every Nation Southside, we like talking about the warrior spirit. You know, uh, when God's Holy Spirit empowers us and calls out that warrior in us to go forth and chase down the things that we are called to chase down. You know, those words, chase down, we, we like those words. Um, I think it was Evo, Luti, and Ulu that wrote the song, Chase Down. And I really like those words because they're very intentional you know there was no wandering around there was purpose there was focus and there was a direct goal to chase something down things that the enemy would try to use to defeat us you know things like lies thinking oh I'm not worthy God can't use me things like discouragement generational curses, addictions, past hurts, past mistakes. The Bible is full of scriptures where God has stirred up this warrior spirit in his people to battle against the enemies. He says things like, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. We all know who he was saying that to. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. He says, the Lord gives strength to his people. To Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, when I think of a warrior, um, I think that a warrior is not perfect. But the thing about a warrior is that a warrior doesn't shrink back when things get hard or scary. A warrior doesn't hide and allow themselves to become distant when they make mistakes or stuff up. A warrior takes ownership of their mistakes and steps forward into God's presence, not back. You know, a warrior sees their friends and families who are lost and headed for an eternity without God, and they fight for them. Um, before we go into the next part, <clears throat> um, Ulo and I wanted to share share a testimony of what God's been doing in, in our little family. Um, you will have heard Ulu share on many occasions um, about praying for certain members of his family. Um, you guys know, obviously, some of Ulu's family, my family, that are part of our church. Um, and, and for all of these years, we've been standing and praying and believing for their salvation, uh, and his brothers in particular. Now, I've known this family my whole life. Uh, and in the last 20 years of being married to Ulu, because we got married when I was two, 
uh, in the last 20 years of being married to Ulu, to be honest, these prayers for certain family members, we haven't really seen much happening uh, as far as what our natural eyes could see. But last year, from the blue, we heard from one of Ulu's nieces. Uh, she had been kind of estranged from our family. We haven't really gotten to see her uh, for most of her life. She's 21 um, since she was a baby. And she reached out to Ulu, and she had gotten saved and was at a meeting. She's a crazy surfer chick who um, lives on the waves like, like her uncle. Uh, and she had gotten saved, and she had gone to a meeting of Christian surfers. Um, and she was saying, I've never been to one because I just sit on the sand and eat. But she was saying at this meeting, there was one brown guy. And this brown guy came up to her and said to her, hey, you look like you're um, part brown. And she says, oh, yes, my dad's family are Samoan. Uh, and he said, oh, what's your dad's last name? And he goes, oh, Schuster. And then he goes, hey, do you know Ulu Schuster? And then she goes, that's my dad's brother, weirdo. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, they kind of put two and two together. This is one of Ulu's very old surfing friends that he's been surfing, surfing with for about 25 years. And so he goes, oh, my gosh, does he know that you're a Christian? And she goes, no, I don't talk to him. I don't, you know, really know him. And he goes, did you know that he's a pastor? Did you know that he serves? And so this guy's just pouring Ulu's life into her ear, um, probably uninvited. Uh, he gives her Ulu's number, and she reaches out and says she would love to meet up. And so that was last year. And since then, we've become very close. Um, Ulu and I even got to walk with her and her now husband through their premarital counseling and preparations for their wedding. And in February of this year, our whole family got to celebrate with her as she got married. After her whole life, we weren't really included in her life, but that day that we were hanging out, we could see so many things that God has been doing in her life leading up to this point where she is now saved uh, and walking with God, with her new family, uh, and with us. Um, we've seen that God has been moving this whole time. And we can see now, a very, um, it's very plain to see that she is going to be a doorway for more of our family to come to know Jesus. And I just wanted to encourage you, church, that, you know, God is moving. You know, those prayers that you are praying, those prayers, that those requests that you're desperately lifting up to him and maybe not seeing much of a result or even an, a clue that he's actually hearing your prayers. But God is busy. He is at work behind the scenes, within our families, within our communities. And even though, even though you may not see it yet, he's there. And, you know, do you want to be a part of it? 
I do. You know, our family was so blessed on this day to, um, to celebrate and to now be uh, an important part of our niece's life and to see what God is doing. But you know what? She got saved without even talking to us. You know, God didn't have to include us in the stuff that he was doing. But he chose to include us. And for that, you know, we came home that day and we were talking, you know, we had some of the nephews and nieces in our car and we were, we were just buzzing. We were like, man, that was amazing. What a cool day. This is like the start of, you know, something new. <laughs> you know, and I'm so glad that God includes us when we are willing, when we're on the lookout for those opportunities to pray for people, when we're on the lookout for what he's doing and we partner up with him um, in the work that he is doing, you know. Um, like God said back those days um, with Gideon, God said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Do you know that the Lord is with you? And so uh, we wanted to do something a little bit different today, and we wanted to give us a chance to respond to just the simple word of chase down and the challenge. And so uh, I wanted to ask you two questions, and these are personal questions that I would like for us to just ask ourselves and just reflect and uh, maybe get into a, a conversation with the people next to you, you know, maybe groups of two or three or however many are in your posse, uh, and just have a short reflection together. In your life, number question, number question one, sorry, <laughs> jokes. How can I bring more glory to him in my life? How can I bring more glory to God? Look at your life, you know, in what areas could we honor him more? Is there something God has commanded you to step out in, but you haven't yet? Uh, and the second question is, how can I bring more people to him? And there's something practical that I'd like for us to do. And this is something that we always encourage people to do. And I want you to think of three people, put them in your phone if you haven't already, because I remember asking you to do this before. But think of three people that you are going to commit today to praying daily for their salvation. Okay, they need to be three people that you see regularly uh, and will have a chance to, you have, you have um, pretty frequent chances to get with them and talk to them. Put those three people on your list that you will commit today to praying daily for, for their salvation. Okay, we're going to take a few minutes. I'll keep the time for us. Um, and I'd like for you guys to just share. Uh, and at the end, just pray for each other, lifting up the points that you came up with. Okay, is that all right? Everyone understand? All right.